Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. If you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. Level up your listening with Bose QuietComfort Ultra Earbuds and Headphones with immersive sound and world-class noise cancellation for a not-so-silent night. Visit Bose.com slash Spotify to shop sound that's more than a present. Hey, you are listening to Oh Crap Parenting with me, your host, Jamie Glowacki. This is a podcast for conscious parents who drop the F-bomb a lot. Hey, hey, you guys. Welcome, welcome. All right. Let's jump in today and let's talk about self-regulating you as the parent. Yes, how to keep yourself regulated and how to self-regulate in these extremely hard parenting moments. So let me start by, let's categorize things first, right? So one of the things that happens is when we get dysregulated as parents, there's a couple of reasons or catalysts to that. And I'm talking about the kind of reaction, like when your kid does something sudden that you, they do something or say something that triggers you, and you immediately start to lose your shit. And you're like, okay, right? And very often in those moments, that is when I have always said, the go to your room strategy. If you can't be regulated, the go to your room strategy works wonders because if you're getting dysregulated, you are going to dysregulate your child <laughs> who's already started to dysregulate, yes? And so separation, a loving separation can be in order in that case because... You don't want to say hurtful things and they don't want to contribute to their own demise, right? And we as parents can be very activating. And so I want to break this down though. And I want to talk more about the go to your room strategy and if that isn't working for you, okay? So remember, the go to your room strategy is for when gentle parenting doesn't work for you. So in these moments, your toddler, your kid, any kid, really, it could be Pascal at 16 and a half, right? says or does something that starts to dysregulate you, can you calm yourself and be totally regulated and sit with your child as they have these big, difficult feelings and not react yourself? Can you do that? So that defines gentle parenting. Yes. If you can do that and you have the capacity, that is ideal. We know that is ideal, right? If you cannot do it, sitting there in the fire is not going to help anybody because if you're triggered by loud noise and your child starts to dysregulate, they're only going to get louder. And if you are going to start to say catastrophic, hurtful things, if you are going to dissociate and emotionally suck in and disappear, that's not good for your child. And so in these cases, that is when we use the go to your room strategy. And if you are new to this podcast, please just go back and listen. There's a, I've done quite a few episodes on this. And that can be the best thing for the child where they can self-regulate in their room. And that works for a lot of people, but not everybody. So let's go through this. I want to see if we can 
in those moments when you get dysregulated, if we can get you regulated very quickly to get you to that place of the gentle parenting moment where you do have the capacity to maintain your calm, maintain your curiosity while your child is losing it, and therefore start to lend them your calm through co-regulation, right? That's what we're looking for is this co-regulation that can't always happen if you yourself are dysregulated. So let's look at this and we're going to look at reactions, right? Because the biggest thing, and I've talked about this before, but I'm doing a little series on Instagram and I'm realizing that there's like all these tiny little steps to take in this attempt and in this pause. So if you're unfamiliar with the pause, it's that minute that not even minute, it's a millisecond really when your child does or says something that starts to activate you. I hate the word triggered because I think it just has, I think it's lost meaning the way it's sort of used politically now, but, but activates you. You can feel yourself getting dysregulated. In that moment, you need to pause because if you go full steam ahead, you will just continue to get dysregulated. I'm saying that word a lot, so I want to stop using that word for a minute. <laughs> so the pause is key, but the pause is often when I work with clients, the pause is often the hardest thing because a lot of parents can't even figure out that they're starting to get dysregulated. So I want to offer some tips and, and tricks in that hot spot moment. The first thing is you want to suck in your breath. So I had started to do this when Pascal was little and I have re-employed it. He's such a good kid that it rarely happens but usually it's because something else has happened for me and I'm sort of backed up. So when he does or says something relatively minor, I don't know, an eye roll, a sarcasm, something teenage, <laughs> right? I start to dysregulate and I've learned, as you guys have talked about this before, I've learned that I cannot just speak because I will say hurtful things. I get catastrophic more than hurtful. I'm the kind of like, you never, you always, this will never get better. You've never done this. That's catastrophic, right? Where we just make it across the board for now. And since the day you were born till all eternity. So that's me. My other default, as I've shared before, is I try to be quiet, but Pascal taught me this when he was very, very little. He was about four when he said, don't do that, mommy. You scare me when you do that. And I was like, what do I do? I'm just trying to be quiet. So I don't say mean things. He said, your quiet is mean. And what I realized is I don't just get quiet. I'm a huge personality. When I attempt to be quiet, I am sucking the oxygen out of the room. So even though I don't feel like it was coming from a passive aggressive place, it is perceived as very passive aggressive. It is a scathing silence. And I think it's telling that Pascal as a four-year-old was more afraid of that silence than of my loud words. And so bear that in mind. Okay. Silent treatment is equally awful. As Pascal said, it's a scary silence. So I had to learn some different tools. But one thing I have done is I suck in a breath like that, like sharp, because it just reminds me for a second to suck in my words. It's a somatic reminder of just like, be quiet. I'm not sucking the, the life out of the room because I'm not continuing to suck in my breath, right? And also when you're working with a little kid, uh, you know, a toddler, that sharp intake is sometimes enough to get them to pause their escalation, right? It's like, what's going on? If we can get to that pause, right? It's a literally three second pause. I want to give you some tools for after, but before we do what to do next after you pause, let's talk about how you got there. Let's talk about, I call it pre-gaming before the pause. How do you get to a place where you can pause? So there are two 
kinds of reactions we have with our toddlers. Well, with all our kids, I shouldn't just say toddlers. One is a slow burn emotional reaction. And so that is when we are in resentment. That is the end of the day when you haven't had any help. Maybe you're fighting with your spouse or your spouse isn't necessarily showing up the way you would like. You're touched out. You're overstimulated. Maybe you came from work and had to pick your kid up at daycare only to find out they pooped their pants. They didn't have extra clothes. You have to stop at the market. The kid's already fussy. They didn't eat the rest of their snack. Everybody's falling apart, right? That witching hour. Maybe it's that, right? Or maybe it's just the slow burn of of being a mother, right? Being a parent and like the endless treadmill that we're all on as parents. And so there is a sort of backlog of resentment that can happen, small boundaries that have been crossed, small little scratches on your heart by your spouse or your friends or your coworkers. And then your child at dinner throws something at your head and you lose it. And the reaction doesn't necessarily fit the crime or your child starts to lose it because you didn't cut their sandwich into triangles instead of squares. I don't know, like a minor thing and your toddler starts to get dysregulated you find yourself going zero to 60. So that's one type of reaction we have. And then with our kids, we have another kind of reaction that is out of the blue, everything's going great. You think the day's going swell and all of a sudden you get a matchbox car to the head. You don't even know where it came from, how it happened. It was just really sudden. And those are scary reactions because you weren't ready for it. We've all had this happen. Your kid comes behind you and kicks you in the head or something, right? But you get scared. So your body immediately goes into sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight or freeze. Also, there's like a a momentary, like your values have been crushed, you know, like this kid is disrespecting you, you know, that awful feeling of like, oh my God, I'm raising a serial killer. He just like out of the blue threw a car at my head, right? We all go through that. There's there's three seconds of massive future tripping. He's going to go to jail at some point, right? Like we do, and I do anyway, maybe you don't, but a future trip really fast. And so those also elicit a lose your shit moment because there's a lot happening for you. Like physiologically, just being scared like that, that's like a jump scare, right? So everything goes into like, oh my God. So when we know that we have these two things, I find that being prepared, like any practice, right? goes a long way. So if you're struggling with finding that pause, we have to back it up a little and find out when you get dysregulated. We have to figure out that before you can pause because you can't pause necessarily if you're not even feeling it. If you're zero to 60, and we talk about this a lot with the kids, right? If a kid is going zero to 60, they have no idea of the process that's going on in between that zero to 60. They don't know zero to 10. They don't know zero to 20. It's like, boom, I hit you. You know, I have a feeling and I react. And that's what we do in these hot moments. So with the slow burn reaction, that's like, what do they say? That's simple, but not easy. So you have to not build up resentment. And that is a daily practice of checking in with yourself. How am I today? How are things with my spouse? Now, definitely there are times when we have to go to bed angry. There are times that we are fighting with our partner, our spouse, and we have to sort of back burner it because real life is happening. But also these resentments can build up. You know, we talked a lot about the mental load of moms and dads, but is your spouse not helping? Is your spouse continually telling you they're going to do something and then they don't do it and then you have to remind them? Is that happening? 
are boundaries being crossed with your kids on the daily and you keep letting it slip because it's easier in the moment, but overall you're ending up like just being spread too thin. Nobody's listening. Everything's hard. So you have to check in with yourself kind of on a daily basis and be very aware of your own resentments. And 99% of the time, resentments are boundaries being crossed. So check in with that. Check in with who's crossing my boundaries. Do you even know what your boundaries are? And for some of you, if this sounds impossible or even you don't know what I'm talking about or this sounds super tricky, this might be your work is figuring out what your boundaries are. Maybe you know you're just super aggravated all the time and you don't know why. So maybe that's your work is like figuring out where this resentment is coming from. And again, in early parenthood, you'll get more time as your kids get older. But I said this more recently, man, you guys, these years are the hardest. I think toddlerhood is the hardest. When people say it's the newborn, fuck that. Like newborns, generally speaking, are pretty great unless, you know, you have colic or that kind of thing. But they sleep a lot. Their needs aren't that high, generally speaking. But these toddlers are, they're just up your ass every day. They are volatile. They're just learning themselves. You're just learning them. They're brand new and and everything's explosive and immediate now. So this is like super hard. So it's not always easy to catch these moments of resentment or boundaries being crossed, but check in with your feelings. Find this in your body. It's so worth your time, whether it's a nighttime routine, maybe it's while you're exercising, but really start to feel all your somatic experience, which means in the body, right? Somatic, where do you feel this stuff? You know, think back, okay, today I had a hard time with my kid. I ended up screaming. Where was it in my body? Where was the feeling, right? Was it a hot feeling or a sick feeling in your stomach? Some people get a really strong feeling, almost like they're going to lose their bowels, like almost like you're going to, you know, crap your pants. Some people feel, I've shared before that I have a long thermometer that kind of goes from my pubic bone all the way up to my throat chakra, my throat. And how fast it gets heated, I've learned is how deep the wound goes. If it's a really slow kind of gets heated, that's a more current thing. If it goes zero to 60, I know I've got some work to do. That something's being triggered within me. But it's so worth finding out where you start to feel it because then you can sort of reverse engineer back up the problem and say, okay, now I feel that feeling. A lot of times what happens, especially if you grew up in a house where your feelings were invalidated, we don't even know where this begins. And remember, there's a gut-brain axis that I had just talked about, right? And the vagus nerve, and we've learned to ignore that gut feeling. No, 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 no. It's not anything. And this comes again, if you were in a dismissive household or emotionally absent parents or emotionally immature parents, which I don't know, I can say for the most of us, probably that's everybody, <laughs> right? But it's hard to start to feel where these feelings originate. And if you can start to feel it when it's zero to five, you have the ability to regulate it. Okay. And so that's number one, check in with your resentments, check in with A rage, okay, rage cleaning is a resentment for sure. For me, that's what it looks like too, is I'll be scrubbing things a little too hard and I'm like, kitchen dirty again, right? Like, okay, something's happening. Pascal hasn't done a load of dishes in a couple of days. I'm getting resentful or I've done too much in this area or I've given too much, you know, communication to emails and work and clients and now I need to like land home again. So that's how I know because I can feel myself like, 
So if you are rage cleaning and you're unaware of it, that is 100% a resentment. That is 100% boundaries being crossed. So just know that. (laughs) It's worth it again, because if you can find the beginnings, the wisps, I call it the wisps, right? I'm going to say that word a couple of times because it's like, I don't know, to me, it's this like ethereal, smoky sort of beginning of something, right? But also within that resentment and those boundaries being crossed, this is where self-care becomes so important. And I know we all talk a good game about self-care, but I find that it's particularly hard for parents, particularly hard for mothers in this age group, okay? It's very hard to grab that self-care, but it's so vital, even if it's in tiny little tiny little moments throughout the day. And so have you gotten outside? Have you gotten some sunshine in your eyes? Have you moved your body? This is key. Whether it's yoga, just stretching, shaking meditations are really big right now. You could just like literally like shake your whole body. A lot of people do that and it just moves the energy. Whether it's a workout and people will always ask me constantly, I, I don't have time. Can you tell me where, you know, when am I supposed to do this? And I have no secrets except get up earlier. And it's never what anybody wants to hear. But I think it's so worth getting up a little earlier to get that time for yourself so you can do some self-care. Throw your kids on your back. Throw them in the stroller. Go for a walk outside. If you can get outside, if you can get your bare feet on the ground, that is so beneficial for you. And it was, you know, I've been talking nonstop about the conference I went to on metabolic health. And the science behind grounding is legit. It's not just a woo-woo thing. The earth is magnetic. You put your bare feet on the ground and you get grounded and it's so great. And if you couple those with some sort of breathing practice, you'll just set your day up. All these things don't have to take a long time, you guys. They can be quick, but you have to take care of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself, you will be spread too thin. And so when it does come to these reactions, to these hot moments where you got to stay calm, you're not going to. Nobody could, right? So we really have to take care of you guys overall. And that will, again, that's going to help you with the pause. Now, another practice that I find really beneficial is hope springs eternal when our kids are being volatile. And like I said, I'm really starting to get to the bottom of this, but I'm definitely, definitely seeing much more like impulse control problems with kids that err on violence, right? Like hitting, pushing, it's going zero to 60, no warning. Like you think the day's going great. And all of a sudden your kid's like, bam, like wax you. And so I'm seeing this more and more, which makes me think there's something else happening. But I do want to remind you guys that toddlers are volatile, right? They are little freaking volcanoes. So it might behoove you to actually remind yourself that in the morning, just as a practice and be like, okay, all right, there may be some hot spots today, you know, but I can do this and give yourself a little pep talk. I am a firm believer in talking to yourself. And I don't know, maybe because I'm a single mom, I don't spend a lot of time alone, but I, I give myself the best advice, (laughs) but I also am my biggest cheerleader. And I'm, I really do like you wake up in the morning and be like, all right, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like you got to be a boxer on their toes, right? I'm ready for whatever comes my way. I've got this. I can stay regulated. Something might come out of the blue. It might hit me from behind, but expect the unexpected with a toddler. And I do think that's really worth setting aside two minutes or maybe while you're doing your stretching or while you're walking, kind of giving yourself this pep talk because 
I don't know why, but we have this vision that kids should be like super well behaved, have no issues, that we should have more good days than bad days. It's just not the case. And, and we can't look back. People go, you know, like, well, I was a good kid. Yeah. Did you live in fear? Did your parents thank you? Were your parents mean? Did they withhold affection? Did you get your needs met? Were you emotionally heard? So I'm not buying any bullshit from past generations. Like I'm fine. Yeah. Like I was this. So, I mean, some kids naturally are better rule followers and some kids are mild mannered, but for the most part, you can expect the unexpected with toddlers. And I feel like what happens is our brains got hijacked from social media and like everybody's highlight reels that we, we sometimes forget and we keep thinking like, today's going to be great. Today's going to be a perfect day. And then we get crushed when our kids act like kids. Monarch Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. If you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch Legacy of Monsters, streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. And kids are unpredictable. Toddlers are just unpredictable. I've talked about their, like, seeing their brain development literally on an MRI and, oh, oh my God, what's happening in their brain is literally explosive. There's just neurons and, and neural pathways and it's just, it's a wiry mess. And so when you see that, like, it's much more explainable why kids are the way they are. But again, so if you check in with yourself on a daily basis and make this part of your practice of a parenting practice, you will benefit so much. And again, those resentments, sometimes it takes us a while to figure them out, but check in and be like, I don't know what you want to say. I always, I think of it as like clean emotions. So I like, I kind of check in like, am I clean? Am I clean? <laughs> I probably got that from Pascal. So he, another very wise thing he has said to me even more recently is, you know, when you have a boundary and you're thinking about skewing it, but then you're not sure if you want to skew it until so you skew it. And it turns out you didn't want to skew it. Like we're in those things, right? Like you may want to say yes. You want to be generous. You want to say yes to your kid, but you really mean no, but you say yes. <laughs> yeah. One of those. So those happen with Pascal. And it was, I don't know, maybe the first time he said it was like a couple of years ago. I forget, but he looked right at me and he, I said, um, yeah, I think that's okay. And he said, wait, is that a clean yes? Or is that a yes you're going to hold against me later? And I was like, damn, Pascal, why you got to be so smart? <laughs> it really has made me reevaluate clean energy versus energy that you're going to hang on to later. So that's another place where you can be aware. But so I do check in with myself though in the morning. And of course I have one child and no partner. So my relationships are pretty easy compared to, you know, if you have a spouse and a couple of kids, obviously there's a lot more going on that could cause resentment, that could cause boundary crossing. But again, I just love that in the morning checking in because it will set you up better for that pause <laughs> that has to happen. All right. So now we get to the pause and right after you've sucked in your breath. Yes. Now, a lot of other parents I've worked with use something to sort of jump the child's track, right? So that could be a, a loud clap. It could be stop. It could be we need a break. It could be something that immediately like stops the child from their escalation. But for the time being, we're not actually trying to do that. 
And so I had posted about this on Instagram and a couple of people had said, hey, will this work on an older child or will this work in X, Y, and C? It will work because we're working with you. You have to make it work. We're talking about your regulation. Right now, we're not trying to control the child. A side benefit of making that noise sometimes makes a child stop escalating. Not always, but we're not fixing the child right now. When you are regulated, you are able to put up with all kinds of nonsense coming from your child because you know that they're having a hard time. The only way you think that this is something else is because you're getting dysregulated. And that's, again, then we the whole cascade of things happens. So don't think of this as you're trying to get this to work with your child. Mind your own business. This is about you. You can practice this all by yourself. <laughs> all right. So a couple of things after you pause, you now need to bring yourself back to parasympathetic, your parasympathetic nervous system. Okay. So the intake of breath was literally just to stop the motion, stop your escalation, take a pause, that pause. Now you want to employ some sort of breathing practice or some sort of stimulation for your vagus nerve, which then activates your parasympathetic nervous system, brings you to a state of calm, connection, curiosity. Yes empathy. So you definitely want to do that. So my advice, I like box breathing. So box breathing is very easy. It's a very quick tool that you can use to start to regulate. If you think of a box, it goes inhale for four count, hold your breath for four counts, exhale for four counts, and hold your breath for four counts. And this is an excellent way to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. It's been clinically proven, just Google box breathing and you'll see they use it in sports and, and high athletic performance. I was reminded of box breathing when I was out to dinner with these amazing young scientist women at this conference and a couple of gut brain access experts were like, okay, we're all going to do box breathing to activate your parasympathetic nervous system before eating, which I thought was just so fucking brilliant because it was almost like an intention. It was like a prayer. So we did a couple of rounds of box breathing so that when you start to eat, you are not in fight or flight, which is going to be horrible for picky eaters. It's going to be horrible for digestion, right? We want to be in that parasympathetic place. So I think that that is super key in bringing you back to that place. So let's do one together and you only have to do a couple of rounds, but I want you to do it with me because you can feel that everything starts to calm down. So we'll do two rounds. And what I'll do is I'll count on the inhale and I'll count on the exhale. I'll be holding my breath. So I'll count quietly, <laughs> but you'll hear me inhale and exhale. All right. So let's start with. Right. Don't you feel I'm even talking slower, which is amazing. So you can do that. You can do that right there in front of your child. Now, again, we're not trying to fix the child, but I would wager a lot of money that you sucking in, you audibly breathing, you holding up your fingers to count to four will intrigue your child and they will probably stop escalating. Can't guarantee it, but most likely they will be distracted. Here's the other thing about box breathing. It's something very concrete that you can mirror and teach your child. So maybe they can breathe with you in those moments. Yes, maybe they can learn how to do it themselves when they're feeling escalation. 
Now, a child might have a hard time holding for a four count. Maybe not. So you could also teach them a two count. Anything to just get the breath going because breathing is the number one way to get to your parasympathetic nervous system because all of a sudden, when we go into that, that we often take intakes of breath. If you fall through ice in the winter, there's breathing techniques to get you out of that because the biggest danger about falling through ice in the winter is that you suck in your breath. And so you go into fight or flight, you start to panic, but you're also not getting any oxygen. So box breathing is great. If you have another breathing practice, there are tons. I have a breathing app. I think I even talked, did I talk about this on the last? Oh, no, 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 no. I know. No, I talked about it to somebody else. I was like, I just showed my computer my breathing app. (laughs) But there's one, I think it's called Breath. I have it. Yeah, it's called Breathe. It looks like a ring of fire. And that's an app you can get on your phone. And it literally has several different breathing practices. They're all about, you know, breathing in for a set amount of time and exhaling for a set amount of time. So that's something you can do. A couple of other things that help stimulate the vagus nerve, which then activates the parasympathetic nervous system is humming, singing, or gargling. Okay. And so these I love as well because singing, you can actually sing or hum right in that moment and be like, la, 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 la. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. I am activating my parasympathetic nervous system. Would you like to sing this song with me? You can just sing. You can hum (laughs) however you want to hum, or you can literally grab some water and start gargling. And again, I would venture to say that any one of these would probably stop a child and get them curious as to what you're doing which will de-escalate, which would, bargaining will certainly bring a measure of silliness to the picture, which then can lighten the load and everybody can regulate. Remember that the vagus nerve, the vagus nerve is super complicated. There's a lot of research coming out on it, but mostly it sends information. It's the longest cranial nerve in the body and it sends information from your gut to your brain. So again, we have that gut brain access and how we feel things somatically, your gut instinct often is right, but your brain may like disregard it. So any one of these can work. And like I said, I think these are really great tools in those moments to teach your child. Now I'm working with a lovely family and actually I'm going to run out of time for this podcast because this family, we have together crafted another strategy from the go to your room strategy, but I'm going to run out of time today. So that will absolutely be the next podcast. And they have given me permission to share our work together. I don't, you know, I wouldn't do that without somebody's permission, but it's amazing that work. But one of the great things in this particular moment, this mom was sharing with me that, you know, she loves the pause. She thinks she heard it from my podcast. I don't remember, but one of the key things that you can do in that moment is you can tell yourself, this isn't a tiger. Because remember, our fight or flight system is set up to keep us safe. It is set up to sense danger and to get us the hell out. So it is made to send adrenaline into our system so we can bolt if we need to, right? Or lift a car off our kid if we need to. That's what it's for. It's this fight or flight. You get rushed with adrenaline. You are not in your right mind. You are highly, highly elevated. You may not even have, I see this a lot with parents, they don't even have a memory of what they said when they went off on their kids, right? So that means you were in complete adrenaline and cortisol. And so that is set up for, we are being chased by the saber-toothed tiger. Yes, that's the evolutionary advantage of the fight or flight. We don't 
have tigers anymore. So our bodies, though, still react that way. And you got a little three-year-old coming in here, being sassy, throwing shit at you, whatever they're doing to trigger you, and your fight or flight goes up. Now, that's going to happen regardless. Now add on some childhood wounds. Now add on whatever is going through your head in that moment, that future tripping, or it reminds you of something in the past. It brings up a flashback of somebody beating you, anything like that, right? That is going to exacerbate that fight or flight, and you are going to go off the chain. But this mama had found that if she just simply in that moment paused and literally had the thought of, this is not a tiger, this is my three-year-old having a hard time that automatically just brings her to a sense of calm. And I think that's really wise because knowing what's happening physiologically doesn't match what's happening with our kids. And yes, kids can show manipulation. Yes, kids can be little turds. But generally speaking, in these huge zero to 60 impulse control moments, they're not meaning to. And what happens when a kid throws something at your head, a lot of times right away they regret it right? Even if they laugh, even if they say they meant to do it, right away, they may regret it. Right away, they might already start feeling the shame. We know what shame does. It's a very ugly emotion for every human being. Then your child's going to escalate and try to get away from it. And then if you're not calm, obviously, it's going to contribute to that. So it's just worth like all our work that we've been talking about forever, right? It all ties in, in this one tiny moment. Now, I don't want that to scare you like you got this one moment. If you don't get it right, you're going to screw it up because you're going to screw it up. We all do, myself included. We're going to screw it up. The best we can do is kind of learn. And like I said, remember, parenting is a practice. By the time you get it right, your kid's going to be 23 and it's going to be done. (laughs) I sincerely wish I could have another baby right now because I'm like, damn, now I think I got it. Now I think I know what I'm doing, right? That's because I'm almost 17. (laughs) So, When we do it wrong, we repair, we go back with connection, curiosity, we go back and do that repair. But it does come down to this one moment, but don't worry about it. You're going to fuck it up. The goal is to not, and the goal is to be better next time. And honestly, you guys, if you could find, and I would love your feedback on this, if you can find that moment that you start to get dysregulated, if you can start to sense that in yourself that's when you can do this stuff with you yourself. And that goes a long way in regulation because it's really hard. There's a spectrum, right? As you start to, just like a tantrum, dysregulation is an adult tantrum. That's what it is. And if you look at the arc of a tantrum, I always say, if you can catch that, if you can catch it at about a quarter away up the arc, you have a chance of diffusing it. Once it peaks, it's nearly impossible to diffuse. So once you go to psycho mom, Eh, you're going to have to ride it out and do repair. It's very hard to rein that in for anybody and toddlers and adults alike. So if you can start to catch that quarter of the way up, if you can start to feel it wherever you feel it and shut it, not shut it down, but work with it, right? Work with it and be like, I'm getting dysregulated. How can I regulate in this moment? Can I, you know, pause, suck in the breath, do the box breathing, do whatever breathing. Can you sing? Can you hum? Is there water nearby? Can you gargle? Can you lighten the situation? All right. Very good. Like I said, I'm sorry, you guys, we just didn't get to the alternate go to your room strategy. I promise that will be next week. And as always, I super appreciate you guys. Love the feedback. Join my Patreon page. It's it's a dollar to join. You can get um, podcast ad free. And there's like, we have such a thriving community there. I love it. And it's where I get feedback on the podcast. I won't read reviews or things like that. I That'll 
fuck with my head. So <laughs> if you want to join Patreon, we gather there and it's so fun. And I love the feedback I get. It really helps me a lot. And I would love to hear from you guys if you know that moment, if you know when you start to dysregulate or if, is that even foreign to you? Are you like, I don't know, I see red and I can't come back from it. Once I see red, it's gone. Because I definitely hear that from clients. All right. As always, I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Rock on. Okay. Bye, everyone. Just a reminder, if you need additional resources, I have Oh Crap Potty Training. I have Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. Those books are available everywhere you want to find a book. <laughs> you can also go to my website, jamieglowacki.com, where you can book private sessions with me, buy any of my courses. Those are really geared towards potty training help. And also I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook anymore and I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, jamie.glowacki. And I do a lot of lives and uh, usually posting a lot of good information. So those are extra resources for you. And as always, rock on. Have an awesome day.